Well, good Thursday morning, everybody. It's the 20th of January, and my title today is What If Number 4. Yesterday, we looked at the reality that God is with us always. He never leaves us, even though we think we've left him. We can feel like he is distant and has left us, but that's just not true. According to Hebrews 13.5, we read, He himself has said, quote, I will never desert you, nor will I ever abandon you. End quote. And some of the last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples and to us in Matthew 28.20 are, quote, I am with you always to the end of the age. End quote. And guess what? The age hasn't ended yet. So it should be extremely clear that if you've been truly born again by the Spirit of God, then you have become a member of God's family eternally, forever, till the end of time and beyond. I know, I know people say uh, that God will never leave us, but we can leave him. I'm sorry, but that is just stupid reasoning. If God will never leave us, then what part of never do you not understand? It is impossible for us to leave God since he exists everywhere. And that is what being omnipresent means. Now, in today's what if, let's take the idea even further. What if God is not only always with us, but he actually dwells inside of us? This, to me, is one of the least understood and most underappreciated truths in the Bible. How can God exist inside of us? Well, let's start with what Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, verses 16 and 17. Jesus said to them, quote, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and, get this, will be in you. Three incredible truths are in this passage that Jesus spoke in John 14. First, when Jesus uses the word another, he will give you another helper. In Greek, it means one of the exact same kind, not one close to or almost like, but a helper of the exact same kind kind as Jesus was, equally God as much as Jesus was God. The second incredible truth is that Jesus said, and I quote, so that he will be with you forever. Jesus had been with them for about three and a half years. However, he had just told them that he was leaving to go and prepare a place for them in heaven. And at that news, they freaked out and were immediately struck with abandonment disorder. 
So Jesus is assuring them that he is not leaving them alone. The Holy Spirit will remain with them, but even in a more powerful way, Jesus says, will be in you forever. So critical truth number one. After Jesus leaves, another helper came, one exactly as much God as Jesus was God, the Spirit, who would be with them and remain with them forever. Critical truth number two. This helper, identified as the Spirit of Truth, will not only be with them as Jesus had been with them, but the Spirit of Truth would be with them forever. And forever means always. He will always be with them. He won't come and go as Jesus did on some occasions. They will never have to go looking for him. There will never, ever be a time when the Spirit is not with them. Plus, critical truth number three, unlike Jesus, the Spirit of truth would not only remain with them forever, but he will also be in them forever. Now listen, my friends. This is such an incredibly important truth that we need to understand about our Christian life, especially when it comes to battling porn and sexual brokenness. See, what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20, he says, quote, Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know, and listen carefully, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So what if the Spirit of God literally and actually lives inside of your body? Well, he does. And what can that mean to us in our battle with the lusts of our flesh? Well, first it means that when you are being tempted, you do not need to go looking for help from God. God is right there. The Spirit is right there with you, even in you. And he sees and knows everything that is happening and everything you're thinking and feeling. He does not just jump in to rescue us. Well, maybe sometimes he does do that or does it without us even realizing there's a temptation coming. However, he is there. He is God Almighty. And he is God Almighty dwelling inside of you who, rumor has it, wants to help you resist temptation and will provide a way of escape so that you can stand up under the temptation. Now, let me add one more thought that does seem rather strange, but I find it in the Bible in several places. Not only is the Holy Spirit with us and in us, he is the Spirit of Christ. And sometimes he's actually referred to as Christ. 
Having the Spirit in us is exactly like having Christ in us because he is the Spirit of Christ. Notice Paul says it this way in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, end quote. And then I find in Romans 8, verses 9 and 10, a very interesting thing that Paul does as he's talking about the Spirit. He says, quote, You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, Though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. End quote. Now, did you notice how Paul shifted from talking about the spirit to talking about Christ? I think in Paul's mind, having the spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, is Christ himself living in us. He's talking about the same entity. First, he calls him the spirit. And then, a few words later, the Spirit of God. And then, a few words later, the Spirit of Christ. And then, in the next verse, he says, Christ, if Christ is in you. Now, this is an incredible truth that we need to know and understand. The Spirit of God literally lives inside of our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the Spirit. He is always with us because he is always in us. And everything we face in life needs to be seen under the spotlight of the Spirit. And it is from the Spirit we can begin to walk in the Spirit so that we do not fulfill the desires of our flesh. So when we're tempted, we need to immediately reach out to the Spirit and ask Him to help us. Take the best next action to evade the temptation. Ask him to guide you out of the temptation. Ask him to show you the exit sign which were promised in 1 Corinthians 10.13. Ask him to show you the exit sign and then most importantly, take it. And lastly, after calling on the Spirit, you really ought to call in some friends to help you break out of the tempting situation you were in and to help you not fall. Another good reason to be in one of our online support teams. See, I slipped it in again. You thought you'd made it without me mentioning that, but no, it's critical. It's a good reason to be in one of our online support teams. Those men are texting each other daily, helping when anyone in the team is being tempted. Do you think that that would be a good thing for you as well? To have a team of men available to help you in your time of need, I know it will. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. The Spirit of God dwells inside of us. How incredible is that? God bless you. Take care. And goodbye.